The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You can win the title, is what Anderson Silva said. In the meantime, if the UFC want to give me someone, my goals are set, and it remains the same to be world champ. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, very happy. Uh, we have a couple of good guests coming on today. Our old buddy Uriah Hall will be rejoining uh, the program. It's been a long time since Uriah was on. Um, yeah. And the uh, president of Karate Combat, Awesome Zadie, will be here as well. Um, should be a very good show. And um, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing well, Jimmy. Really well. Can we talk uh, for a oh, sorry. I was going to say. Yo, I seen. First of all, we got to talk some fights that happened. Oh yes, I want to talk about that. That Brian Ortega, uh, crazy. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Royval. Come on, man. Yeah. Yep. Really quick. Who? I'll tell you about the latest movie. I found uh, uh, a new movie that's like a gem. Came out in 2017. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. I have to keep people in suspense. Okay. They love my movie minutes. Sure. But uh, back to the fights. Uh, who picked Brandon Royval to win? You took Royval. You were correct. I did think he won. Uh, it was such a great fight. Uh, but the judging, and, and as we're talking, Matt, I'm trying to get the, uh, I had the cards. It was uh, 47, 48, 47, 48 uh, for Royval, which I thought was fair. And this Camicio, uh, uh, whatever his name is, it had it fucking... 49-46 Moreno. And I'm like, I just don't get it. How? All right, look. I thought that Moreno took the first two, and I gave Roy Val the last two. Again, that, you know, no one else agreed with me. All judges gave, I'm sorry, uh, Roy Val took the final three. All judges gave Moreno round five, which I thought that was Roy Val, but it was very close, no complaint. That's interesting because Roy Val didn't back down an inch with that. Now, I, I thought Roy Val took two, three, three, four, and five. He got taken to the cage, but you know he got out of there. And not only yeah. that, he, he came back firing. Oh wow! It ended. It ended very cool. Yeah, yeah. but I felt that uh, the uh, rounds uh, one and two for Moreno, 
uh, I, I agreed with. But then this judge, uh, Judiciario Camillo, round three he gave and round five all to Moreno. And I'm like, that just didn't make sense that it was a 49-46 in favor of Moreno. That's just terrible, terrible judging. Um, Again, Chris Lee and Mike Bell had little differences. Like, uh, you know, Moreno, uh, he gave the first two rounds to Roy Val, um, which maybe I'm missing something. I don't think that Roy Val won those first two rounds. Listen. It's crazy. That's neither here nor there. The thing is this. It is It is actually here and there. But my yeah. thing is this. I want to just sell it. I want to concentrate on the positive. The positive is I feel like the right guy won. Yes, and, he did. Uh, Very close. Also, another positive is I picked him to win. That would be a positive for you. I, I, I would say I don't like that I've won two and you've won five. Um, I don't care for that at all. Yeah. Um, I did make a very impressive pick. Um, I, I, one of the picks I got very correct. You mean when I was going to say third round submission, but I said second round, so you'd have the third round? Um, that's, no, being, you, that's being a bad loser. I know. Okay. All yeah, right. We you both did. won. We both won. We won by just doing – we are winning every time we do this show. Uh, every yeah. time we get to spend an hour together, you know? Because, Jimmy, let's be honest. If I just try to call you off air, you're not spending an hour with me, Jimmy. That's not true. It is well, absolute. It is absolutely. This it's absolutely true, but it's not your fault. I wouldn't spend an hour with most people. Oh wait, you said I'm not spending an hour with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I misread that. I thought you said I was going to spend an hour with you. But that's not true. Very mean, Jimmy. <laughs> how's your YouTube show going with your wife? Uh, it's good. It's uh, Nikki and Jim NYC. Uh, we started a video podcast. I think episode two goes up tomorrow. And we're just putting up little slice of life videos. Very fun. Um, only one episode I, I out so far. What's that? It's only one episode out. One of the podcasts. We've been putting other stuff like just, you know, our, you know, our one year anniversary video, just little weird slice of life. I, I had a piss stained mattress that I had to get rid of. So I was trying I to find a black light. Or a little of that. That's yeah. gross. How did that happen? Well, you know, it's 20 years with the same mattress, Matt. And, you know, a lot of times oh. you, you know how it is. Yeah. I've had times I've done that, Jimmy. A little tinkle? You don't know? A little tinkle. Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm going to tell you and the rest of the world. I went my bed uh, way too late. I'd have problems still. Yeah. Thank God, like, when I started, like, sleeping over, like, people's houses and stuff, you know, as a kid, I just stopped. You did. A little too big, a little TMI for the world? No, I don't want, please. Yeah, come on. Yeah, a, a bed piss story? I, I can listen to that all day. Jimmy, I watched it. I want to, we're going to talk more about the fights. Sure. I watched this. I, I like when I find the movie and say, oh, this is new to Netflix. Oh, I know that actor. Let me give the first couple minutes a try. And then it gets you. And next thing you know, man, this is a good fucking movie. Yes. Uh, the movie's called Shot Caller. It came out 2017. It's got Jamie Lannister as the lead. You know, uh, the guy from Game yes, of Thrones. Yes, I forget his real name, but he's, he's Jamie Lannister. Yeah. That guy, he's good because you don't even think of him like Jamie Lannister. He's, he's like a, one of those like Wall Street type guys, right? And he's him and his wife and another couple. They they're in the beginning. They, you know, you can tell he's just like a like a like a business guy. And they're out and they and they and I'm just gonna set it up for you. They go and they're out getting some drinks. He gets into an accident 
on the way home, runs a red light, his bad, and his buddy ends up dying in the car. So next thing you know, and the other guy broke his legs. So next thing you know, he has to go to jail, and he was facing a lot of time. And in jail, listen, he's with the hardened criminals. Sure. Very, you know, just, you know, and you know, you got to make a choice. Either you're gonna be, you know, someone, someone in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you're gonna have to do something for your team, for your yeah. people, or you're gonna have to shake someone, or you're gonna have to do stuff. Then yeah. and, and that Heine doesn't get pummeled. Next thing you know, he becomes a hardened fucking. He walks around almost like it looked like an essay with the with the with the you know how they have the uh the the, the shirts with the one button. Sure. He, like, like, he becomes just a hardened, hardened uh inmate. Sure. And uh then it goes from there. So listen, man, pleasantly surprised with shot caller. I'm going to say you should definitely give it a try. It's very dark, Jimmy. You should give it a shot. You, caller, you should watch it, Jimmy. Yeah, but you're saying I should give it a shot. I, yes, I'm saying I, you should give it a shot. Shot okay. call. Anyway, so, Jimmy, you know, people ask me all the time. No, they really don't. I'm exaggerating. Yeah, no, I know. Nobody actually. They've never, they never asked. They never wanted to ask you once. <laughs> It's not true. I actually do sometimes. Hey, what are you watching? You, yeah. you, don't make it unfun. It's fun. They ask me. Not a lot You're of right. people. They stop you in the street. I apologize. I told Bruce they ask you. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to ask people. Yeah, I what? ask people at, school, at my school. What are you watching? Always. Yeah, I do because I like to get on the new things. Um, Oh, uh, I'm so excited. This weekend, I have young Marcus, uh, Black Star fighting. Uh, Black, uh, young Marcus Reed. Black Star's his Instagram thing. Yes. He loves anime. He's like a living anime. He's uh, undefeated as an amateur. He's got four rear naked chokes and one seven-second shin across somebody's face. Oh. Is he the guy you told to have his anime... Um... Moment. What fighter was that? Was that, 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 is, that is he Marcus. or him? That was him. Okay, that's Marcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like this. He was down two rounds. Yeah, <laughs> you live in your anime movie. He's like, yeah. He went out there. He fucking strangled the guy. But uh, so he's having his pro debut in Atlantic City nice. on March first. So while I'm out there, you know, Edwin's Uncle Edwin's taking a trip with the family. You know, so you know. I might want to go with Uncle Edwin, maybe the whole family. We'll see what they're doing. But uh, I might want to see that 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 first um, matinee of Dune Part Two. It looks so good. My buddy Christian Harloff, uh, he's a nerd like me. He's got a nerd show called The Big Thing. He's got a podcast. He, he called me when he was right out of the theater. He got an early press thing over in L.A. or whatever he's from, where he's from. Uh, on the West Coast, he told me he goes, Matt, it is fucking unreal. It's unbelievable. I is had a little Timmy Chalamet in there. I had a nerdgasm right there, Jimmy. You love Tim Chalamet. I like Tim Chalamet. Uriah Hall. Let's ask Uriah Hall if you ever seen Dune. Want to ask him? Is that your? I would first love to. Film? I mean, I don't know what type of films Uriah likes. Let's ask him. Yeah. Let's ask him what he likes to watch. It wouldn't surprise I think me. I like like rom coms. 
Rom-com. No, I I don't know. He seems like he would like a good action. Uh... Now that Cole Weathers has passed, he can maybe now the new action Jackson. No, no. I mean, I don't know. Does Uriah even act? I don't know if he acts. Well, all these questions and more coming up. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, there hey, he buddy. is. Him. Uriah Hall, warrior. I'm so happy. Can you hear us, by the way? Yeah, I can. I can, I can hear you. Before I start giving you all these compliments, I want to make sure you hear it. Dude, I got so happy to see you the other day. Who the hell first are you? Of all, first of all, first of all, what? you look great, man. What have you been doing? No, stop it. You look good. <laughs> Just like Jim, you look good too, Jim. You look you, you look good too, Jim. But no, Matt, I, 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 look like a, I look fat. Matt looks great. <laughs> I just got back from Florida, so I got a tan. So, you know, I wear something with the veins. I did a couple push-ups. I'm pissing dirty. It's all these things together. <laughs> That's what makes me look good. Uriah, what is up? I want to hear about – now, you're uh, – I don't want to – Put words in your mouth. Are you officially retired before we go on with anything? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I am, <laughs> but I don't know. You know, if, if, if any opportunities come my way, I kind of want to get back in there. Sometime when I see some of these guys, I'm like, man, I could kick his ass. But right? I, you know, I'm still competitive. I would love to get back in there, but politics 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 has it been hard to get a fight i mean again you know is it been you've been trying to and it's just been difficult i kind of did but um you know credit to my coach who's like listen i don't want you to be going in there and taking a chum change man you 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 created a mark for yourself and i don't want to be one of these guys just you know collect the paycheck it it makes sense you know i'm older um i would love to fight you know these younger guys because I love the competitiveness. But he's like, listen, don't just go in there and take a paycheck. Let them pay you for your worth. And I'm like, all right, no problem. So, um. So is there anybody you have your eye on right now, or 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 the ones you wanted, just the money wasn't what you wanted? Um. I mean, if I get back in the UFC, to be honest, uh, you know, I still would love to get a crack at Izzy. Nothing bad, you know. I still respect him. I just love the competitive side of it. I would. Beat the shit out of Darren Till. He's the guy I've always wanted, but his punk ass was ducking me, um, you know, the whole time. You know, I, I think he had four losses. And I had four wins, 
And before I fought Sean Strickland, I was trying to get him. And he was just crapping out. I know he talks to the media and say, oh, fuck you, Royal Hall. It doesn't matter. But his punk ass was scared the whole time. He was ducking me the whole time. He knows. Now, where, where does the, uh, you know, the, you guys have some beef going on? I mean, I mean, you're not one that even, I, I hardly hear you talk about No, man. I just think he's trash, first of all. But, you know, he was saying, I'll fight anybody. I was like, yo, what's up? Let, let's go at it. And I think the USC was protecting him. Um, I told him I'll go in his backyard and I'll fight him. I'll make the transition to go to London, but he didn't want it. He really didn't want it. He was in Abu Dhabi or whatever training, and his trainers were – they were just protecting him. They didn't want the smoke. So, What do you think That's about fighting him in karate combat? That had been talked about. Is that a possibility? I would love to. I would love to fight him in karate combat. Um, you know, I, I, I told those guys. Uh, but, you know, I haven't, they haven't reached out uh, yet. Um, I think, you know, the new guy, he's probably trying to set up, like, fights that kind of make sense, kind of like, you know, Showtime. And who did Showtime fight? Who did Pettis fight? Didn't Pettis fight somebody? Oh, don't know. Yes. He, uh, Pettis fought Ben. He put Ben Henderson. He yeah, 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 yeah. So I think he's won. trying to. Who won that? I think Pettis won. Pettis won? I see it, but I think Pettis won. We're talking to yeah. awesome, uh, awesome. But, but stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Pettis Pettis decision. Decision. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna be. Yeah, I would, love to, I would love to get in there, man. But he's actually on the show later by by coincidence. The, the owner. Well, I texted him and I said, "Hey, I'll fight that Sam Smiley Sam." <laughs> you know, I was Sam like, Alvey? Smiley Sam." Yeah. No disrespect, but come on, there's no way Sam's gonna. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't hear anything. I think what they're trying to do is be more strategic with fights that make sense or whatever. Toby Machida, I'll fight him. I don't give a fuck. But whatever. Politics, politics, politics. We'll ask him for. We will ask him for you because uh, <laughs> I would love to see you and Darren Till. I would. I would. I, I, that's I would a fight that I would so, really man. like to see. I would like to take him down though. I would do an MMA fight because I want to take him down and beat the shit out of him. So. That was gonna be my question. Oh, interesting. You'd like to take him down and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he's trash, man. That's interesting. Now, yeah, where do you get that from? Just his, just his overall social media posts or whatever what that is it? too that and you know i know fake people so well you know this we're new yorkers you know <laughs> motherfuckers just talk a bunch of shit and they don't show up and a lot of these guys they talk for the media and yeah. the fans that the fans don't know don't shit the fans don't know anything the fans just say wow great fighter wow he sucks the fans don't know shit they don't know what we have to go through but i just know he's fake what was the first that. indication that you didn't like him? Because again, you're you you're a pretty easygoing guy. Uh, had he said Honestly, something that? You, yeah. His face. Wow. His fucking face. That's hard to overcome. You just want to punch him. He just got that face. You want to punch. Uh, so and, yeah, was uh, you didn't yeah. like him on sight. I just didn't like him on sight. Now this goes. a question now. It's for you, Uriah, and I want to know your thoughts on it, Jimmy, too. Like. What do you guys think of like some of these guys now? They're out of the UFC, and you see them jumping into the bare knuckle stuff. Would you ever think about doing that? It's it's a little that's a little rough. A little they gotta fun. pay me for that, man. That, they I gotta mean, pay fuck. me. Especially now, Uriah, not for anything. You know, I mean, and I ain't hitting on you, but you're you you're a pretty guy. <laughs> like like Mike Perry, don't give a fuck. That guy's like, listen, yeah. They'll be like, yo, listen, this. I'll make a out of that star. You know, I would, fuck. but. They got to pay me because I'm not going to put my brain cells on the line like that. I'm too articulate for that, man. But they got to pay me. 
I went to one of those fights. I saw Dodson. Uh, John Dodson won. I I think it was a championship fight. Yeah, I went when I was uh, on the road. I don't. I was in uh, New Mexico, and I went to a bare knuckle. Chris Lytle. It's where Chris Lytle is one of the announcers. Um, And it was it was entertaining to watch, Mm -hmm. but it's just the hands. It it just looks like it's so easy to break your uh, hands. So a lot of those guys only have a few fights because it just seems like it's so easy to do hand damage. Yeah, and and then no disrespect to them you know they're putting on a show for everybody and stuff like that but i don't know man to to go in there and get and punch in the face with your knuckles and it's not about being scared it's being smart i think that sport is made for mike perry <laughs> you know mike perry is built for that sport yeah he's built for that shit can't be Me, afraid to get i just them, need you to know. kill you yeah you can't be I, afraid I need to, to kick you that shit you can't you can't i mean bog dude i mean you get cut so easily I mean, so easy and you know? I don't know. It's a little bit barbaric. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can. No. You know, guys, I saw the other day. It was um, I found it on YouTube, and I ended up not watching the rest of it. And then I found the rest. I saw the results elsewhere because I wasn't into it. It was Pat Militich, dude. That and Pat Militich is older than me, so he's got <laughs> he's in his fifties. First of all, and he was fighting the guy Michael Jackson, the guy who was like the controversial. He fought CM Michael Pons. Jackson. Mike, Mike Jackson. Jackson, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always going at it with the um, UFC for a second. Mickey Gal, Mike, Mickey Gal uh, beat him up, and uh, and also um, the Mike, Mike the Truth Jackson. Yeah, he used to get mad when people called him Michael, and then he came oh. out with fucking Michael Jackson music too. What a you guys are weirdo. Mike but, Jackson. He's always he's always going back and forth with somebody on Twitter. I don't remember who, but that, I've <laughs> I've just seen his name like on social media. Jake Shields actually. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. They had, had they had that thing, yeah. And ended up mounted him in like a street altercation. Yeah. So him and Pat Militich had a back and forth. And I seen it just and Pat Militich knocked him down with a right hand and then ultimately got gassed out and ended up losing because he got gassed out and couldn't answer the bell for like the second or third round. It was, I don't listen. I fought in UFC 31 that when Pat Militich was the champ and he lost to Carlos Newton. He was back then he looked, he seemed kind of old too. And he was back, and that was back then. Dude. I don't want to see it, man. I don't want to listen. I look all yeah. right now in shorts, but I don't want to see me in shorts fighting for anybody. I don't want to see it, man. I don't want to hear you, man. I'm I, I, it doesn't feel right. He's it 57. Like Muhammad Ali was older, and you like feel guilty watching it. Like, yeah, I, listen, listen, when it's time to get out the game, it's, it's kind of sad. And I'm not he's, telling anybody not to do it's not like he's Joel Romero out in this motherfucker. Right. I mean, it's, Yo, it's, an it's a fucking older guy, and it looks like yeah. an older guy. Matt, he's 57. Well, he's there you go. I will. There you go. Wow. You got to know when to let the it only, go. The only older person I, I see like doing well, you guys know Michael Jai White, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I've, I've sparred with Michael Jai White. A lot of people are like, he's an actor. That mofo is really, I mean, we were going at it so fast. And I'm like, this dude is matching my speed. And then our our trainer was like, hey man, y'all, y'all chill out, y'all slow down. But we were just so competitive in that sense of like, yeah. And we did a video afterwards where we were going slow. But before that, we were going at it. And how old he's is good, he? man. Yeah. How old is he? He's 60. He's 60 years old. Well, listen, and he, he was, was like he's 25. He was small. The, the guy's so. legit. Yeah, he was spawned. <laughs> he was spawned. Maybe he made the deal with the fucking devil. No. He Child was, hero. Uh, I, I thought. Uh, I thought he kind of got screwed in that movie because I thought he was a great spawn. 
And yeah, I thought so too. The movie was a little, you know, the special effects. You know, like John Leguizamo, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Jimmy, Jimmy. Leguizamo. I, I like names like Uriah Hall. <laughs> Matt hey, Sarah. And what about what about you with acting, man? Shoot. You know what? That's where I'm kind of heading, you know. I, I met some, nice. some cool people, and uh, ah. listen, it's in the works. I'm not throwing too much out there, but the dynamics of where I being as a martial artist, I still carry that. I have some people in that field. I'm kind of trajecting that. It's a complete different world, you know. I'm like, well, I can throw fake punches and get paid. I'm learning some stuff, and I, I can't say too much, but yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's some possibilities uh, going down that way. In this movie, I watched this movie the other night. Oh, what a great movie. And I found it out of nowhere. And no, it's funny. Who was in it was uh, Keith uh, Jardine was in it as one of the inmates. It's a fight movie? It's called Shot Caller. What did you say? What movie? What movie? Uh, was it a fight movie? Or, oh, uh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. It was prison a movie, right? It's a prison, prison movie <laughs> called Shot Caller. It had Jamie Lannister as the lead. What a fucking good movie, dude. I didn't see uh, that. It's all, it just came out on Netflix. But I seen uh, Keith Jardine was in it. He was great. He's fucking great, you know. He was, he's a good I actor. Remember Keith back in the day. Yeah, he's yeah he was he's an actor now. You you used to I, train with Keith? No, but I you know he just has that look. I remember him as a fighter, but he's just like if I'm sure if I'm in a movie, I ain't playing no Romeo or Juliet. I'm gonna be the bad <laughs> the bad guy. I've done a couple of movies and yeah, I was a bad guy. It, it was cool. I don't mind being the bad guy. Hey, dude, I can see you being the hero. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm Black not Panther. saying I'm not saying Black what Panther's cousin. Kind of type is. I'm just saying <laughs> hey, I can see you Black as the Panther's real Black cousin. Panther though. Black that? Panther's cousin. I got the hair. Yeah, Black Panther's cousin. Do you <laughs> like it? Now, now, what about Second, acting? Was is it what you thought it would be or no? Um, man, like, so is it harder or easier? It's I pick stuff up like a sponge, and I have a creative mind and an open mind to learn. And while we were on set, I was learning. They were showing me stuff and I was learning as they were doing it to punch at an angle to make it look real. And, you know, one of the guy he had to he told me to put on shin pads because <laughs> he was like, hey, mate, I don't trust you. man. I know you, you're a real fighter, man. I don't want you know, and I'm like, no, no, I got control. He's like, yeah, I just put these shin pads on. And I had great control because, listen, karate has taught us to have so much control. We used to kick apples off each other's head stopping our kicks at the face so i have the best control but i learned so much i picked it up like this and they were like wow you're natural uh my death scene was pretty hilarious and the director you know i did it a couple times and he was like i want you to feel like your life is leaving your body and i was like Ugh! i mean it was <laughs> it was so fucking cool man to just tap into an emotion so when i look at these actors i'm like man they're they're fucking you know they they work hard at their craft so yeah it's, cool. and it's weird with people watching you like with a camera crew like the things that you would do yeah. like in the room alone and then all of a sudden yeah. when there's people on quiet there was quiet and then they're all oh my God. you're like oh fuck this is it feels different it's got hurry up and wait that's what it's called I mean one scene will take the whole day so. yeah that's what Longo cool experience told me. man Longo told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You now yeah, you made me want to. You made me want to put a, an apple on my little bird's head and make. I want to <laughs> try to. I want to spin and kick that off his head. We can go viral with that. Me and my Jimmy. I don't think I'm I would down. trust that, I'll, Matt. I'll switch it up. I'll put a fucking pear on your head 
And I, I promise mm. I have the best control. And Dude. listen, I like sparring with the 20 year olds now because they come at me and you know, I, I have a name. So they're like, Oh, you're right. Hall. And I either get the guys that are trying to kill me, but I take it as a, 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 a say, okay, do I still have it? And you know, I'm outclassing these guys. So I'm like, man, I still have gas in the tank. That yeah. actor that you worked with, who made you put the shin, shin pads on probably, he probably watched you. He probably heard you were going to be on set. He probably watched your fucking fight on top. <laughs> that guy's he kicked his fucking head off his shoulders. He's probably like, yo, where this shit? I'm well, actually, that. you know who it is? Is his, Do you know Scott Atkins? Uh, is that a guy that uh, Jimmy was going to Don't uh, say it. No, I was going to do a fucking. Jimmy, is that the guy that came up with that diet? Don't say it, Matt. No, no, no. no, no, no. He was an Undisputed too. I don't know if you've seen Undisputed too with Michael Jai White. No. And him. Oh, man. He was in the, the last John Wick 4 as well. He was the, the big fat guy. I don't know if you've seen John Wick 4. I no, I've it. never seen a John Wick film. i seen most what? of What? Oh, man. I know. Really Everyone good. says, I love Lance Reddick yeah. too, so it's kind of shitty that I haven't. Um, really I'm good. looking at him. Okay. I, I know I know. Is is great this is what I do man. know. Ah. I do know that Phoenix Carnival is such a huge Scott Atkins fan. That's what I'm saying oh. right now. I'm saying okay. that for all party Phoenix, because I know yeah, that. Scott Atkins is a man. He's such a good guy. Didn't know he was British. Or, yeah. you know, opened his mouth. I was like, holy shit. But yeah. But he was worried Fair you were going to really kick him. That's got to feel good, though, when like <laughs> the lead actor is just scared of you, and he's like, look, I mean, this is I my mean, I don't think he job. was scared. You know, I don't want to put him down in that sense. I just feel like that's their world, and to them, that's very important, where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I punch a couple of guys accidentally in my very first movie but it was like a tap and he threw a tantrum and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry because you have to be like at such an angle you know for tv and i just i was like oh man i'm sorry he was like, i can't fucking work like this da, da, da. I was like, oh did oh, he I say can't... that i can't fucking work like this i know it was bad he was ah what a yeah, dick shut up yeah I was like, why would you do that just say hey look i know you didn't mean it like um yeah they take what, it seriously what? man I think it's seriously. He's, he's being a baby. Let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you, Ryan, because I know what the feeling of this. Now, even though you didn't like again, you're not officially retired or anything. How does yeah. it feel like? Because you know, you know, you had your, you were, you know, pretty active. Like, how does it feel after like six months where it's like, all right, now it's that time where I should be uh, with me. It was Joe Silva, me talking to the, you, whoever it is with you uh, talking to the matchmaker. Uh, uh, Mick or, or uh, Sean or you know like you should be uh, talking to your agent be like all right I should be getting something now coming up I, I and when there's nothing coming up it's like all right that's fucking weird to me it was weird how do you feel when is you don't have something right now on the next you don't see your next fight coming up like you know what I mean if I can be brutally honest please it was, it was probably the most depressing point in my life because. <laughs> I worked my entire life for this. <clears throat> People on the normal pec spectrum, they're not going to understand this. You know, when you're not an athlete, you don't really know anything. You, whatever comes out of my mouth right now, you're just going to be like, shut the fuck up, bro. But for the people who's going to understand me, for the first six months, I was so depressed. When I say depressed, I didn't even want to be here anymore. I, I wanted to kill myself. I was like, I don't know anything else. I'm identified as Uriah Hall, the fighter. There was no one saying this, this, and this. People were talking. Nothing made sense. It was almost like another language. No one was listening to me. Everyone was like, all right, capitalize on this. You should do I'm like, bro, are you even listening to me? 
Whatever it happened to, hey, are you okay? Hey, do you need anything? So then I distanced myself. I just, I, I fell into this deep hole and I just kept, I, I kept going. And I spoke about it before where, you know, like I said, like how guys like Robin Williams committed suicide when he's the happiest person. And I was just so depressed where I looked at my gun a couple of times, like, man, it could be so easy. But a small voice in the back of my head saying, don't be a bitch. You can't come out like that. But I was like, but I don't even know how to get out of it. And it was slowly, inch by inch, I went to training and to train with no purpose, to train and say, I would never fight again, to train and say, I didn't get to where I wanted to, I didn't capture the belt, I'm not, I just kept going down further. And I was, I, when I look at people and say they're depressed, I was like, I felt it and I couldn't get out of it. But knowing myself, I kept crawling, I kept crawling, inch by inch, I slowly got out where I started to train. I remember even going outside and sunlight was just weird to me. Talking to people was weird to me, but I kept going no matter what. And for the people that I can credit to helping me get out of that, whether it's small conversations, whether it's, you don't have to make sense right now, it's okay, whatever you need, I can't credit them enough because everyone handles it differently. And for me, I'm so dedicated. I'm like, this is it, there's no plan B. And to just take that away and you're like, fuck, there's no plan B, you know, it, it just put me in place where literally eight months ago, I wouldn't be here right now. So Can I, I'm happy that I'm here. I was going to say, how did you deal with that? Did you do yeah. therapy or was training your therapy or, or training was my therapy. therapy? Training was definitely my therapy, but it was just the consistency of it. It's something I was taught as a martial artist to never quit. No matter what, I don't know how to quit. I haven't figured out that yet. But I just know if I keep going, I will find a way. That was always my thing. There's got to be a way. Even when there's an impossible thing in front of me, I'm like, there's got to be a way. So I was blessed with that mindset to just keep going no matter what. No matter how far or deep I'll go, I will always say to myself, there's a way out of this. And that kept me. And of course, surrounding myself with the right people. I've let go of a lot of people. Because you know when you're on top, people like you. And then when you're yeah. not, it's like you're, you know what I'm saying? Nobody. So. You know Does it help you at all? Like, because athletes, you guys, your job by nature has a built-in shelf life. It's just, it, it's the nature of being an athlete. You can't, you you have a certain ceiling, maybe into your forties, but you can't go like beyond it. Just, it's just not a physical possibility for anyone. I mean, Tom Brady, the greatest right. who ever did it, forty-five. Um, my job, if I'm fifty-five, sixty-five, I can still work. So if I'm not working, I'm failing, and I know I'm failing. But with you, it's not a failure. With you, it's just this is the job. Like no one can go beyond this. Does that help at all, or like to to know that you did exactly what you were supposed to do? Very uh, successful, respected fighter. Um, is it just the 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 sadness of not having it anymore? Because it's not a failure. Like you know what I mean. Like you guys have that ceiling just by the nature of being athletes. I I, I agree with you, but I think for me, I, I'm 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 my biggest critic. You know, I'm a perfectionist. And for me, I was taught to either do something 1,000%, 100, or don't do it at all. So I didn't have that gray. I'm like, well, I don't want to half-ass anything. I, I got to – and even in UFC, I'll later figure out later on in my life that I struggle with something. I listen to people because here's who I really am. I'm the guy that will beat the living shit out of you and be like, hey, man, you okay? I'm sorry yeah. about that. But it was frowned upon. It was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Stop being a bitch. Whether it's my coach or people saying, you can't have that. You got to be this. But I was so good at it because that's what I did in The Ultimate Fighter. But coming out, not having that right guidance and someone saying, and Chael was probably the last person told me it was okay. 
you know, I stopped hearing that, you know, I started living up to other people's expectation. So regardless of how people say, oh, yeah, you're respected, you accomplished that. I think for me personally, I didn't feel like I personally did what I really wanted to do because I was on a, a four or five win streak and I was like, all right, here's my run, you know, and the UFC kept giving me guys behind me and I'm ranked number eight. I'm like, this makes no sense. So I checked out. I was motivated. And here's a fucked up thing that a lot of people don't know. When I fought Sean Strickland, you know, a night prior to the fight, I was in the hospital. You know, I, I, I didn't cut the weight too well. And my kidneys were like shutting down and I was in the ICU and uh, you know, one of the doctors came in and was like, dude, you can't fight. And some other doctor was like, well, let's keep him overnight and, you know, keep him on IV. So I had that. And then the next day going into fight, yeah, I'm fine. But in the back of my head, I'm like, fuck. And then maybe 30, 40 seconds in, Sean punched me in the eye, breaks my orbital. And I'm like, what the fuck? And the entire fight for 25 minutes, I can't see Sean at all. If you watch that fight, I'm taking an ass because I can't even see Sean. So this eye is gone, and it's the color of your shirt, Jim. And then this eye is fading because Sean has an awkward style. Yeah. And back in the day, me and Sean used to go at it. I had no problem with Sean. But that one little error fucked me up. Now, I can't sit there and make excuses and be like, yeah, the night before. And well, what, is, what good does that do? You know, I have to take it like a champ. But it sucked that people have to come up with their own interpretation of, yeah, this happened, this happened. Meanwhile, no one knew I was in the hospital night before, and no one knew I fought this motherfucker 25 minutes without no vision. So I was more proud of myself. I might have lost that fight, but I won the battle with myself, and I'm proud of that. Moral victory with that. Yeah, watching guys who don't fight say something like like about a guy's toughness is always crazy to me. Like, uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, You can be disappointed with someone's performance, but when they're like, yeah, you didn't, I, I always get a kick out of that. It's like, what are you talking? He's getting punched in the face. Um, like, you fight, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you know your orbital was broken? Or like when that happens, are you, are, do you just kind of go numb or you knew there was a problem or, or you do like, this is broken? Actually, when, when between the, the first minute and I, I just kept doing this and I just remember, oh man, I can't see out of my right eye at all. And, you know, I'm sucking it up. I broke my toe before in a fight and I kept going when I fought Thiago Santos. But I'm like, all right, my natural defense is to protect it. And if you watch the fight, I was like this because I have no right eye and I'm trying to like measure my distance. At one point I was doing physics. I was like, all right, if I measure my jab here and fake this, the entire fight I was trying to figure out how to get out of that shit and looked at my coach a couple of times and he's giving me that like, you got to tough it out, bro. You know, yeah. I, I, I couldn't quit and it sucked, but it is what it is, man. There's little things, man, that they contribute to the loss. Like, in other words, like, right, well, this is part of the reason why this, or unless like this doesn't help the matter at all. I remember when yeah. GSP took me down that second fight and I'm like, all right, just like I thought, if he's on top, he's gonna be super close. And I said it before, like I, I pushed his head and I snapped an elbow and I figured uh-huh. I would do that a lot, like Penny Florian style. Dude, first of all, my elbows, they suck. They're very blunt. They're not very sharp. <laughs> they're like, they're like stock. They're like me. They're just like wide. And yeah. I killed my ulnar nerve the first time I did it. So when I did it, it when you used to be, when you bruise your ulnar nerve, like I did, it felt uh-huh. like a severe um, uh, pins and needles where you can't feel your hand. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, like yeah, I had yeah. no arm from the elbow down. And then he mm-hmm. forced half guard. I go, oh, this is a horrible start. 
<laughs> so it's just funny, man. It's almost like I'll do over. No, <laughs> but yeah, it's a rough sport we play, Uriah. But yeah, man, why don't you get after that six month mark? Because I remember feeling that too. Like, uh, what do I do? I don't have nothing coming up. And then I'm like, yeah. I had to get myself. Now I have a great routine going, but I remember being like, well, all right, I don't have to be at the school right away. So I would end up just sleeping late getting up whenever, getting there. When I'm, it wasn't motivated. Now, like, like, I get into a situation where I got myself doing the morning class at 7 a.m. So mm-hmm. I'm, like, getting up early. Like, I don't know. Like, you get on a routine where you're, I'm sweating early. And yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, enjoying yeah. myself teaching again. It's almost like a resurgence of doing yeah. that. Again. So it's a lot of fun. And it doesn't, doesn't hurt that my, my, uh, my, my wife trains, my kids train. It's fun. How's everything at Fortis MMA uh, with Safe Saeed? Who drops oh, more it, it, than Dana White during his <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's it's a great <laughs> it's well, a great atmosphere, it. man. It's a great atmosphere. Um, you know what I love about Fortis is the Fortis kind of reminds me of New York. You know, it's hard in that sense. It demands the best version of you, and of course, coach is always there pushing us, regardless who we are. The discipline factor is: hey, it doesn't matter who you are, you still clean the mats, whether you're high rank or whatever you know and that atmosphere where we don't bring any drama in it's so important especially in a gym whether it's new people coming in or old people there that's what i really love about it of course every gym is gonna you know train hard and all that stuff but that's the biggest thing to me and uh we're we're doing great man we're doing great i I like it i'm still getting used to texas it's it's just motherfuckers out here man good god they they can't drive for shit really and they all blaming California. Like, nah, man, it's not even California. It's y'all. Y'all motherfuckers suck. It's so <laughs> bad here. It was voted the worst place in the entire country for driving. It's so bad. Like, bro, they should be retesting every month for a license. Oh, they're terrible. So hey, what did you think of, of uh, Moreno? I, I mean, it was such an amazing fight, a close fight. I thought they made the right choice. I mean, but it was a very, very close fight. I did not see that. Oh you, oh, you didn't see the fight yet? Okay. Yeah, this you is going to fucked up, but I barely, I barely watch the sport anymore unless people like my teammates. Um, Jeff fought. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, was, I was a little taken back on that fight because I was like, I thought Ian was running. and In that third you know, round I, especially, yeah. Yeah, and I trained with Jeff for that whole camp, and I'm like, I know this fighting style. I fought this shit all my life. Two things you got to do. Take this motherfucker and hit him, yeah. and don't stand in front of him. That's it. And, you know, whatever. You could have, would have, should have. I'm not in there when it's happening. But I was a little taken back from that 3027. I thought 3027 is like, I'm beating the shit out of you. Uh, that's, what I, that, that's what I scored 3027. But hey, you can't leave it to the judges, man. No. You're not, watch, you're not watching a lot of MMA. What are you watching? I told you about Shot Caller. That's my. You gotta, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. that. I'm going to watch that. I'm telling you, it's fucking hardcore. Uh, are you streaming anything? Are you watching a series? Are you listening to an audio book? Yes. What is going on? <laughs> Give us some stuff okay. that you're doing. Yes. I'm really? Not. Okay. So here's what I'm really doing. The first Ooh. thing that I'm I'm really uh, been doing, and this is going to sound a little whatever. I've been focused on me. Ah. And I know a lot of people say I focus on me, but there's alone time and then there's spending time alone. And then a lot of people don't understand that concept. Alone time is like, oh, yeah, I sit down and watch my dog or watch TV. No. Spending time alone is really getting to depth with yourself. Because there's always layers 
to what's really wrong with you. And that's what I've been doing recently, just really going to the depth. What's really going on? What's really, really fucking going on? And I protect the fuck out of that because people I've learned suck energy out of you. There's people you're around that you don't even like, but you're like, ah, I got to fucking do this shit. Yeah. And I'm so protective of myself lately. And what that did for me, it helped me to manifest so I can attract the right people. And I used to hear people talk like this. I'm like, what the fuck is your boring ass talking about? Now I'm one of them because now I get why it's so important to protect that energy. Because when you protect that energy, you can use it accordingly. And that's what I'm doing, whether it's acting or you know fighting again. I just want to be the best version of me. I'm getting older. So I'm looking back at the last part of my life going, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. You know, the second half of your life is usually like, shit, why was I doing all that dumb shit? So that's where I'm at right now, where I'm just trying to be a better version of myself. As far as streaming, you're probably not going to know this. Only a couple nerds will know this. There's a there's an anime that I've been watching. It's called The Fighting. And really? it's about The Fighting. It's, it's a Japanese anime. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Amazing. The cool thing about this is it relates to me so much because it's this kid that was bullied. He picked up boxing, and this is entire journey of each fight, how he had to overcome, just getting in depth with it, and how he wins the fight, and how he's scared and nervous, the innocence behind it. I'm like, holy shit, I feel like this cartoon is telling my life. So I, I kind of picked that up. It was made in 1985, I think. That's where I'm at right now, and I've just been focused on being healthy. That's it. Nothing special. Uriah, we have our next <laughs> guest in the waiting room. He was a little late to the time zone, but look, we love you. You're, oh, you're such a... No, no, not at all. Not at all. He just jumped in. Uh, but you're such an honest uh, and introspective guy. I, I always enjoy having you on. I know Matt loves you too. So come back soon, man. We're, we're, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you out the other side of that. What you were, what you were dealing with. Anything Absolute you want to, anything you want to plug, Uriah? Anything you want to plug? Your Instagram, Uriah Hall. I delete Instagram, man. I started a new one because there's a bunch of weird motherfuckers out there sending dick pics. So I'm like, what? Jimmy, I told Jimmy to stop that shit. <laughs> I said you didn't get a kick out of it. I'm like, he come on. You, I put a little hat on it. <laughs> he thought you would like it. Go ahead. Yeah. You have a new one or do you want, want it into yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want weirdos to follow me, man. I think MMA fans are a little weird. So you're the best. Okay. You find me, you find me. So yeah. You, you're right. unique, dude. I'm happy to see you doing well. Always love Great to see, to see you, you guys. Smiling. You too, pal. When you're in New York, let me know when you're in New York. Yes. Right? I'd love to see you both, man. Yes. You're right. You stay, stay healthy. It's good talking to you. You too, guys. Stay black. Yes. I was just saying that to Matt, and we will. <laughs> Take care, you're right. See you, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
Yeah, yeah. awesome Zaidi had a, it was a time zone. I love Uriah. I mean, that just, he's always he's so truthful and, and he talks about the the darker stuff, the uh, the other side of the brain, which a lot of guys don't uh, address. I, he's just so good. I'm really happy he pulled through that. Yeah, Jimmy, bet. Bet. Yes, and we should bring uh, awesome Zaidi in now. I, the kids say that. I like, know. They say, they say this, they say bet. I went out for the first time today. I'm not going to say that again, the bet thing. I don't like it in my vocabulary. What were you going to say? I got choked out for the first time today, like where I Un- went out. Unconscious? Yeah, it was brief. Um, oh, hold on. Yeah. Awesome is out of this world. Look at the background. What is happening? You're damn right. Out of I, this freaking world. I, I'm, I'm jealous of your background, man. <laughs> I like that. Awesome. I wait, appreciate wait, wait. It. Where you where you contact where are you from right now? Where are you? West Coast? No, I'm in Mexico right now. Oh, oh you're still there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in Mexico right now. I'm here in the airport. That's why I got my timings mixed up. You know, I would have put okay. some beard oil on. So no, I can look man. pretty for you guys. You but, look uh, great. And the background is I got a question for you. Before we forget, we just had on uh Uriah Hall and we had heard rumors possibly about him. Uh, uh, fight now. Is there any possibility of Darren Hill, Uriah, uh, Darren Hill, Uriah Hall, uh, in karate combat? Wow, I, I didn't know he would tell you guys that, but yeah, we, we were no, no, he didn't. Oh, oh, he, he that, didn't say know. we actually had that on our about. prep sheet. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, 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 we, we, we were talking to him. Uh, you know, we were DMing back and forth trying to figure out what would make sense for him. There's a few fights he really liked, so okay. yeah, that's that's definitely something that uh, we would love to work out. I, nice. I also want to say just, uh, you know, Matt, Sarah, what you've done for the bald community, you know, being, being a champion <laughs> and everything, I really appreciate it. You know, I'm a fellow, I'm with you right here, you know? Hey, man, I, first of all, thank you. <laughs> I love, I shave my head. Let me tell you, awesome. My wife will tell you, I don't like, I don't like when I get a five o'clock shadow when it starts to come in. I'll shave twice a week, uh, twice a day. I'll, I'll, it starts to come, I'll shave it again. Like like a baby's hiney. I love it. <laughs> I like the facial hair. It's about as long as I get. I get a little. I don't like when, when I'm rolling and it's, you know, you got a Band-Aid in your beard and shit. I don't need that. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep, Thank yep. you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. How did you? I know you were involved with martial arts since you were a child. Your father got you involved. Yes? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My father was my first coach. He was a Taekwondo black belt. Uh, he was actually the assistant to the Olympic coach. But, uh. All of that, he doesn't admit. He's a jiu-jitsu black belt, and that's all he'll tell people, you know? Why yeah. does he admit Taekwondo? So he was a Taekwondo black belt as well, and that's what we started training in when I was a kid, and then uh, Shotokan karate. But then when I was 10 years old, I saw Hoyt Gracie strangling everyone, you know, that did karate, all these traditional martial arts, and I quit. I, I told my dad, I don't want to do that crap anymore, and I started doing jiu-jitsu when I was 10. And uh, I got my black belt from Hoist. Hoist sent me to John Danaher. Oh, sorry, Hoy sent me to try start with Fraz Zahabi, and then Fraz t- sent me to John Danner. I was just I was just in Orlando, and I visited John Burke from Six Levels. He's Hoyce Gracie's first uh, black belt. I don't know if you know. Yes, him. sir. Small world. Uh, so, so he's yeah. a great guy. How how did you get involved with the uh, the whole promotion and the promoting uh, part of things? So this is what's kind of intriguing, right? Because, like, of course, I, you know, like a lot of people, I did Shotokan karate. Or I started with karate and taekwondo and all that stuff. And then I changed to jiu-jitsu uh, because I wanted to learn real fighting stuff. And if you go to a karate gym, for the most part, you're going to Mac Dojos. That's usually the case, right? There's a nine-year-old black belt 
in the gym usually. <laughs> so that, yeah, and, and that's that's not what we want to do. We want to learn to to fight for real, you know. So I started doing jiu-jitsu. So it's kind of ironic that I consider myself, you know, a, a major jiu-jitsu player uh, is in control of a karate league. So that's kind of interesting. But the way it all started was, you know, I'm first a coach. I have a, a team in Miami. We're a very viral team. We're called the Goat Shed. You know, we're we're all over the place, man. And uh, I had a fighter that fought for karate combat. He was a no-name fighter, new guy. We actually found him in, like, the mountains of Pakistan. And when, when he had his debut fight, we turned him into this, like, national hero. And his following just went crazy. He started going viral. I mean, it's insane what the guy's done so quick in his career. So, basically, the founders came to me and said, look, if you can blow up a guy's career from nothing, if you have that skill to market a fighter, can you do that for our roster? And I said, hey, man, I, I've always had that skill of marketing. So, sure, bring me in and uh, I'll start promoting these fighters how they deserve and start bringing the limelight to them. So, you know, I've done three shows so far. You guys saw my Vegas show with Anthony Perez versus Benson Anderson 3. Then I had a, a cool uh, house party at my mom's house. We threw a fights there. I don't know if you guys saw that one. And then uh, now we did Mexico City. What makes somebody? Uh, what what makes somebody a good coach in your mind? What makes what's the difference between a good coach and a bad coach? And what will somebody do that makes them uh, not as an effective a coach? I mean, honestly, the the two biggest things for me, and I think obviously Matt Sarah would would probably agree. Um, you got to have the knowledge. That's gonna be number one. But you got to care. You got to be passionate. You got to care. And I I said Matt Sarah would agree just because he's a very extroverted, passionate person. I see a lot of uh, same characteristics between him and I. We're both a little wild but we're very passionate and that caringness is uh what really helps the fighter you know they they don't feel alone on that dark journey that that the fighter goes through because it's not an easy thing you know um and you stand right by them and and when you really care for them they feel that support and they prosper now now there's an mma crowd listening obviously uh karate combat what exactly are i know it's an interesting what you fight in. It's not really a ring. It's like a, what, what do you call it? It's a pit. It's a fucking pit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You guys I love this karate, guy. Karate in a pit. What is that? Come on, man. It's fucking great. Uh, what, I want to know how that concept came about and what exactly are the rules for the guys that are listening that are not knowing what karate combat is. So the rules are really simple. I changed some of them, but to make it very simple, it's a striking art that includes ground and power. So basically, you can strike, you can take down, and when but when you're on the ground, you can only grapple as long as you stay striking. Does that make sense? Like if you get held, they break it and they stand you up. So you have to keep striking, and as long as you're striking, you can stay on the ground. But is there is there submissions? No, no, pure striking. So okay. think of it almost like to, to make it simply, uh, it's basically MMA striking, like only. You know, and, and it's really intriguing because uh, you, you it's just pure damage. It's kind of messed up. <laughs> it's kind of a violent, very violent sport, right? <laughs> well, does this appeal to people too, probably? Because like a lot of times when you're watching a fight and it goes into a jujitsu match on the ground, so fans get antsy. This is probably what everybody wants to see on the ground, which is striking. So this probably appeals to people that aren't even hardcore fans because it literally is just like watching constantly, like like a fight, constant striking. It is. It's, it's easy to watch. It's easy on the casual fan on their eyes because they can understand everything, right? Because the only type of grappling you'll see is something that's going to put you in an advantage position to strike. 
So yeah. everyone can kind of understand it, whereas jiu-jitsu, you know, it's very intricate and it's very strategic. It, it changes a lot, right? Now, here's my question, too, because I'm looking at a photo uh, of, I, of uh, somebody getting uh, going into a, a guillotine falling backwards. Now, are you, are you allowed to do submissions if you are striking with the other hand? Well, no. I think you're talking about Rafael Alves, what happened there. Um, I don't know. There's just the photo. You do grappling matches. You do grappling matches as well, don't you? Oh, okay. Here you go. Here you go. Well, that's where it becomes interesting. So what happened was, you're going to absolutely love this story. So in Las Vegas, okay, we threw a big event. It was my first event with Anthony Perez, Benson Anderson, and all the biggest names, Master, all the, they all came, dude. You have no idea. It was like Volkanovsky, Sean O'Malley, Ilya Tapure. Everyone just showed up. It was insane. Like I threw a Hail Mary dm invitation on instagram and everyone said yes it was really weird wow so like it was such an honor for me you know and when they showed up volkanovsky brought craig jones and when craig jones watched the the event he fell so in love with it that he did a podcast talking about it and it went viral and we got so many new fans because of him so so he was sorry about that so he was one of the inspirations I don't know if you could. Did I break up for a second? Oh, and, I, I, a half Craig a second Jones, is fine. Craig Jones is one of the inspirations. Yeah, so Craig Jones was one of the inspirations to doing this pit submission series. And that's why, so it's Karate Combat is featuring pit submission series. We allowed these grappling matches as a pre-show leading up to our Karate Combat fights. I like that. Hey, Craig Jones, Well, I, I'll tell you right now, not only is he one of the best grapplers on the planet, he's got a very um unique personality and i think it's very funny he's a very funny guy he's a jimmy he's, he's a very, he's got a very good sense of humor that craig jones yeah but i don't know him i've seen him interviewed and i've seen him talk I, but i don't i don't i don't think i've ever met him hysterical no he's hysterical he's great and like what he did for us was so genuine doing that podcast and talking just talking about us helped our sport so much i wanted to give back to grappling uh, and there was so many reasons behind it, but he was a big inspiration to that. You know, did you guys see his match that he just had with us? Yeah, he did the. Uh, I believe it was a triangle off the off the half off the wall, freaking yeah. wall, off the freaking wall, man. It's I've almost. Like, that. It was great. That's unheard of. That's it unheard was, of. It was in grappling what um, Anthony Pettis's jump kick off the cage was in MMA. Yeah. Because he did it off the wall, and it was bad. He's got style, man. It was very, very cool. Who was that against that petted kick? I I know the one you mean where he kind of runs in a half circle. Benson Henderson. Henderson. Yeah, Benson Henderson, yeah. Um, Also, uh, I like that you have the great, the legend, Boss Rutten. Yes, sir. One of your your uh, crew over there. He does the commentary, correct? Yes. So so our ambassadors, our commentators, we usually have – Rudin, we have GSP, we have Little Machida, Wonderboy Thompson. These oh. are the guys that, yeah, they all have that background that we need that upholds the like karate tradition. Yeah. And uh, obviously, they have the same at the same time. They're unbelievable fighters and they're, they're real, right? And that's what we want. We're trying to make karate real again. Look, Matt, all right, so you, Matt, you, you not to call you, right, Mr. Sarah. Should I call you Mr. Call Mr. Me Sarah? Matt? Shit. Okay, okay, call Matt, me Matt, Matt. Matt. I'll call you Matt. So, yeah. Matt, look. I started jiu-jitsu when I was 10 years old. Uh, I'm sure when you – I probably you started way before me, but we were there during the evolution where jiu-jitsu was just taking over, right? Like Dojo Storm. Yeah. 
You remember that time, the Gracie Challenge matches? Hundred, a hundred percent. Okay, were you involved? Because <laughs> I was. I, listen, that that'll be a whole other pie. I was at Henzo Gracie's and on on um, it's Gracie Cook Academy on Twenty Sixth Street in um in Manhattan in ninety six. In the there you go. That's when not only and I said this before on here, you'd have the knuckleheads that didn't believe in jujitsu that watched the UFC that wanted to try it out and, and you have to you have to put them in their place. Even worse were the old school karate guys and the guys that yes. thought their yes. art was being yes. taken away from them. Yes. Those are the guys that yes. tried to do the fucking Dalton. They try to rip my throat. And I that's when I find out, Jimmy, that it's after the fourth pop of the arm is when that shit's really broken. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I'm you're 100% right. So first of all, I got to say, you and I can never have lunch together or the restaurant will kick us out because we'll oh, be we'll screaming loud. the whole time. We'll, we'll like be to too yell. loud. Right? But, but I like to yell too. But uh, I'll tell you this. So now you can understand my plan perfectly. So just like we did those dojo storms and challenge matches to prove jiu-jitsu's effectiveness, yes. what I'm trying to do with karate combat is I'm trying to do the same thing. It's a real damn fight. We're emphasizing the karate rule set with the striking and all that stuff. But, hey, if you're from a Mac Dojo, you're going to lose. You're not going to win. So what's going to happen is it'll evolve the art and karate will become real again. Because for the most part, karate lost its way. It's not it's not what it used to be back in the day where they maybe they had real fighters. Now it's kind of died out. We're trying to bring that back. So that's the idea. That's a fucking T-shirt. That is a hat. Make karate real again. I see it. I just see it. Let's fucking go. Do you, <laughs> do you think some yes, of this has sir. happened though? Like it's just the impression of it because mixed martial arts is so powerful. Like even pure jujitsu guys like Crone Gracie, like no matter what you are, if you're purely one thing, it's hard for guys in MMA because those, especially those young guys mix everything up so well. So do you think that like, whether it's karate, taekwondo, jujitsu have gotten a bad rap just being on their own compared to MMA? Well, Look, if you get a jiu-jitsu purple belt, I think, in my opinion, I think it'll beat 99% of the people in the world. You know, that's it. That's all he needs. Now, you get me a nine-year-old karate black belt, I could probably, you know, hunt him and he'll fly away. You know, like, we shouldn't have a nine-year-old black belt, right? Yeah. So, like, there's there's an adjustment that needs to be made. I feel like it, it, karate got so mainstream, so powerful, which is really awesome, but it, it became a business more than a martial art. It's kind of happening with jiu-jitsu, but not as bad, I think, you know? Because you still jiu-jitsu still keeps it real. We still have that tradition a little bit. But that's what karate combat is. I want to bring those Gracie challenge matches to prove jiu-jitsu. That's basically what we're doing for karate right now. I, I, I want to reveal who the Mac Dojos are, where the real karate gyms are. Right now, the king of striking in my eyes, it's, it's probably going to be Muay Thai for the general consensus of people. Why, why do I say that? You look at every major MMA gym in the world, they have a Muay Thai coach, a wrestling coach, and a jiu-jitsu coach. I would love if we could make karate so legitimate that one day it's a karate coach, a wrestling coach, and a jiu-jitsu coach. It would be amazing. Hey, it's going to take time, though. You're right. You're right, because it did get watered down, man. I mean, you know why? Because when they think karate... Now you could be changing a lot of minds. You know, you you got things that go viral with your clips and from your event. Otherwise, they're thinking it's oh, little Timmy's gonna break the board this time. Little fat kid with a yellow belt. <laughs> yeah. hit the board. You know, they're thinking it's that kind of shit. Nobody <laughs> wants that shit. I'll Nobody tell you what, it's the it, Karate man. Kid. The Karate Kid fucked it up because it was a good movie, but then people see the crane and they're like, that doesn't work. And then all of a sudden, that's the impression of karate. 
that's the problem, right? Well, I'll tell you guys this. This is kind of cool. So just like I keep saying, I, the idea is we got to prove it's real. We got to prove it's real until one day it's recognized as a real martial art again. One idea I had is this. There was a, there was a karate master back in the day. You guys probably don't even know this. Uh, his name was Oyama. And he did three versus three, uh, karate versus Muay Thai. And karate won two, one. Okay. Uh, did you guys know that? No, I did not. Okay. I heard that of Oyama. Yes. That was a long ass time ago. They're still holding on to that. We need to redo this experiment. So what I'm planning to do, we're about to throw the biggest event we've ever done in Dubai. Okay. I want to do it again in that card. I want three versus three. Give me the three best Muay Thai fighters in the world. Give me the three best karate combat fighters we got. Let's pin them against each other. And geez, I hope we win. Because if we don't, that would be a terrible decision on my part. <laughs> hey, what about Wing Chun? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I love I love when these Wing Chun guys because you know why I used to fuck with it and then anytime I got into a real fight I'd start with a chain punch or they'd say a straight blast in the GK JKD and then it wouldn't do anything and I'd fucking end up grappling them so I, I mean I like when you see two Wing Chun masters fight for real <laughs> it starts like it's going to be something out of Yip Man and then it's the worst white belt fight you ever saw on the floor <laughs> Terrible, it is terrible. the worst. Boo, boo. <laughs> I remember one time, one time I was on stage at, at the UFC. Uh, it was the UFC fight week. It was me, Roy Nelson, and then there was this couple there. My problem, awesome, is I'm too honest. So there was this couple, and they were dressed in kung fu uniforms. And they were a little nerdy. They were nice, but they were going, they were, this question's but Matt Serra and Roy Nelson, because they knew we did Kung Fu, and they wanted to know if it was like effective. So I had to be honest and be like, well, I had a, I grew up with a wooden dummy in my garage, but you you know, you better learn some jujitsu because chances are this shit, you know, they hated me. Roy Nelson's telling them the positives of it. And the fucking the you know, eagle claw, and I'm telling them, boom, shit. <laughs> you gotta anyway, keep it real, man. You gotta keep it real. That's fuck it. Everyone. Awesome. I'm just happy that you're so outgoing and and, and, yeah. and fucking jovial. Because with a name like Awesome, if you were a stick in the mud, it wouldn't fit. <laughs> it fits, <laughs> it bro. It fits. Dude, you're a, I you're a, you're a you. character in a in a good way. And, and Zadie, did man. I pronounce your last name right, Zadie? Yes, you did. Yes, you okay. did. You know, one thing that, um, you know, I, I don't I don't like talking about it too much, but I'll tell you guys just because you guys are so, so being so sweet to me, man. So nice to me. So let me tell you guys. So one thing that's been irking me since I got this job, you know, we forexed in viewership. Karate Combat, actually, people didn't even know it's been around five years, but they think it's only been around a few events because, you know, I brought a lot of attention to it. So now people are are noticing it. And thank God, hey, I'm with you guys for the first time I'm with Jim and Matt for the first time on UFC Unfiltered absolute honor and 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 i think it's in due to the hard work my team and i has have done with karate combat here's where my little issue is some of the karate purists like super purists okay those motherfuckers oh shit i cursed sorry okay 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 they get on freaking reddit and they go this guy's ruining karate this guy's turning it into the ufc this guy's turning it into wwe and first of all you know, UFC and WWE are both billion-dollar industries, so that would be pretty amazing if I did that. But besides that, you know, it's just ridiculous the amount of trolls I have on Reddit. I need someone to battle these trolls with me on Reddit. It's pissing me off. 
Here's I- here's the rule. In, in in any job, the purists are annoying. The purists <laughs> Because they come from this arrogant point of view where they don't want to see any change. It's not just about the art. It's about them not liking any type of change. Because uh, you're not doing anything to hurt karate uh, at all. You try to bring karate's the name, uh, the karate, because no one I know takes karate. Everyone I know is aware of karate. Everyone I know either takes jujitsu, Muay Thai, uh, or, or judo even, or wrestling. But nobody I know takes karate. So what you're doing is necessary. Uh, so look, oh, okay. go ahead, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, no, no, sorry, you, go, ahead. You go ahead. Because I, I keep bringing this back to jiu-jitsu, especially on this podcast, because I know Matt Sarah has that's he has a huge jiu-jitsu background, so I know he'll love combining the history of the past with what I'm trying to do right now. Because I'm just repeating history. That's all I'm doing. I'm looking back at the past and seeing what I can do. So check this out. You'll remember this. I, I think so. Count Coma brought jiu-jitsu from Japan to Brazil. Okay. Now, if you know the history of jiu-jitsu, they hated him in Japan. They hated him because he was trying to change everything. And he was competing around the world, fighting around the world in no rules fights, trying to prove jiu-jitsu. And they were very upset about it because he was spreading jiu-jitsu. Then when he got to Brazil, they were pissed off at Elio Gracie. Um, yeah, he's called his drop. We, I was thinking as he was talking. But, oh, there he is. Are you I'm here, sorry. sir? Sorry, That's okay. I'm sorry. You've had That's excellent right. reception for an airport. Believe me. Uh, what do you say? Count Coma, okay. they hated him. They hated Elio. Go ahead. Yeah, they, they hated Elio, and then Elio brought Hoyce over here, and Hoyce beat everyone's ass, and everyone was mad at him, too. And everyone that makes these major changes in the martial arts, there's a pushback because they're disrupting the industry. So everyone gets kind of mad. You know? Also, also awesome, sometimes they're just dorks. Let me tell you, <laughs> there was a time recently <laughs> Too long ago, I did one of my, I did a post and I'm always at my school. I taught the 7 a.m. in a new class today. I'm always there. So it was me. It was my friend, Lauren. I go, hey, I go, follow me. We're going to go say hello to so-and-so. I walk in on the mat and I got my espresso cup, you know? So I did that post. And a lot of times I don't look on the comments, but this time I happen to do, happen to see it. And somebody goes, I've never seen someone disrespect the mats by bringing. Oh, my God. Does anybody feel the same? So I wrote on there, I will eat a three-course meal on my mats, you dork. (laughs) If I feel like it, you know what I mean? Fuck you. Really? I'm disrespecting the mats? I just made, right now in this class, 35, 40 people. They're leaving more dangerous. You understand? Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, man. And, you know, when I used to post, though, my gym... We're actually the most viral MMA team on the planet as far as social media goes. It's called the Goat Shed. Uh, the Instagram is really, really wild. Uh, now, whenever I demonstrate a move on Instagram, you're going to love this. I wear a chain, okay? And I don't wear it because it's comfortable. I wear it because it'll piss off all the dorks. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> I'm following you right now. I'm going to follow the Goat Shed. I don't believe uh, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. What an honor. And uh, Dean, also, Dean coaches at my gym too. That's Dean right. Thomas? Yeah. I love Dean Thomas. He's the man. And I'm, we want to promote, uh, before we let you go, we want to promote everything properly. It's at Karate Combat on uh, Twitter or X, at Karate Combat, at GoChad, and at President.Awesome, but it's spelled A W E S O M E. It's spelled like the word awesome. So at President.Awesome, GoChad or Karate Combat on Instagram. I appreciate you guys so much, man. What an honor it is to be in front of you guys. Jim and Matt, 
You guys are awesome. It was great well, talking to you, and uh, we're happy that you made. Have a safe flight uh, home today. And Wait, um, sorry, one more shout out. Sure. Yeah. I've had I've had two students for six years. One's nine and one. The other's eight and one. If the UFC's watching, they need to be signed. Roy Echeverria, Ryan Coots. We need to sign these damn guys to the organization. I just gotta drop it. Drop that one right there. Six years, okay. my students. Fuck yeah, man. Good, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Nice yes. to meet you, bro. Pleasure. Good luck nice talking everything. to you, man. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you again. See ya. All right. Have a great trip today. That's great, man. Yeah, his his energy. How do you not like that guy? Like he's just such great energy. You can't he's you can't not enjoy him. I, what is it? The goat shed? Because I found the CrossFit one. That's not the right. It's one. at Goat Shed. This is what we have. At Karate Combat, at Goat Shed, at President.awesome. Let's make sure those are all good because I want I want to give him the proper uh, and those are on Instagram, Matt. On Twitter, it's at Karate Combat. Okay, Jimmy. Jimmy, what do you want to plug? Just tomorrow night, I will be at no Monday night, Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday, I'll be at the Fat Black Pussycat. Uh, thank you to everyone who came out um, this weekend. I had some uh, great shows. And let me just my tour. Um, uh, all the shows in Austin are sold out. March seventh, eighth, and ninth, I have Petaluma, California, Santa Cruz, and Monterey. So if you want to come see me on the West Coast, I got those three dates. And then I head to Austin, Oklahoma, Houston, and Dallas. Uh, but uh, Austin is sold out. So, oh, Man, that's so awesome, dude. I'm very oh, happy. When are you going to Austin, you said? Uh, March, let me tell oh. you. Uh, it looks like the 15th and 16th. I'm going to be there early April. Myself, Dean Thomas, my buddy John Rollo are going back on that uh, Joe Rogan show. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah I'll be oh, gone by then, but I'm sure that'll be great. Uh, I also want to plug Nikki and Jim uh, NYC on YouTube. Thank you. Yes, our new uh, podcast episode goes up tomorrow. I think we're still waiting for the video. Give me a little cheek. Put your your (laughs) cheek up to the thing. Jimmy, I miss you, buddy. Sorry about that last couple seconds right there. I didn't mind it. All right. Listen to me. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate you. Yes, thanks to Awesome and uh, also to our friend Uriah Hall. And uh, always a great interview. So uh, we'll see you Wednesday. Amazing episode. Goodbye, buddy. Bye, Jimmy. Bye, world. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more.